Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about gross motor milestones. Specifically, we're going to talk about gross motor milestones between the ages of about two months old. So that's where I'm going to start in early infancy, two months old, up till five years old. So that's the age range that we're going to be looking at today on the podcast. Hello, I'm Marissa, a certified, licensed, and practicing pediatric occupational therapist. And this is OT with Marissa. Here we will review common terminology and topics, chat about daily OT practices, and provide simple but effective tools and strategies you can implement with the child or children in your life. Whether you're thinking about a career in occupational therapy, or a current student, new grad, or seasoned therapist, my hope is this podcast has something to offer you to learn, grow, and be the best therapist you can. I'm so happy you're here. All right, so let's review what gross motor is, right? So gross motor involves those large muscle groups, that are controlling those bigger motor movements. I think one thing that's really important that kind of can help you process and understand this instead of just relying on that rote memory of these is to remember that gross motor milestones and gross motor development really um, happens from the top down. So that's called cephalocaudal direction. So it's kind of starting at the head and it's working its way down the body. So we're going to start right off at two to three months old. So in terms of development right now, we're at about the neck. So at two to three months old, an infant might start holding their neck. Um, especially when they're in that prone position um, or on their tummy, they're going to start to kind of lift their neck up and lift it back. So you're getting some extension of the neck. This is when um, you should start implementing tummy time because you want to start to develop the strength in the neck as well as, you know, some of the other skills that come along with tummy time. We've already talked about that one. Um, but this is when you're really getting that neck movement, two to three months old. You might start to get also some of that neck flexion, but that's going to be a little bit um, more challenging. So you might see the neck extension first and then the neck flexion. So this is coming from two to three months old. Also at this time, the infant's going to start kind of moving around their arms and their legs. Just a little, just a little bit. Four to six months old, this is when um, you're going to start to see movement coming from the chest and the, the trunk of the body. So we're getting a little bit more proximal, but we're still kind of in that upper body. This is when you're going to start to see rolling. So four to six months old, you're starting to see rolling. They're also starting to kind of use their arms to swing at toys, right? So you're getting a little bit more movement. If you think of the chest muscles working here, you're getting more movement from the arms and you're starting to see um, babies swinging at toys and starting to bring their hands into their mouth. So if you can start to think about like the chest, 
the pectoral muscles um, working together to control some of that arm movement and then bring the, that those hands up towards the mouth. You might also start to see babies pushing up on their elbows and forearms. So really think four to six months old, we're starting to develop, to develop that strength within our chest and our trunk muscles. And when we start to develop that strength, what are we then seeing, right? We're seeing these motor, gross motor outputs. At six months old, we start to get into the hips a little bit more, right? So like six to eight months old, we're really starting to develop some hip strength. Um, and of course, those chest and those trunk muscles are also becoming stronger. So you start to see these muscle groups working together. So at six months old, this is when you're going to start seeing a baby sit themselves up with support. So they're utilizing their arms and their trunk muscles with their hips to sit in a supported um, upright position. Sometimes this is called like a tripod position. So if you can imagine the trunk kind of being one unit and then both of those hands working together to be the other two units. So we have kind of three units or tripod. Um, working together to help support the trunk and the hips and, and starting to utilize those arms and build the strength in the arms. At about eight months old, so a little bit further down the timeline here, now we're starting to sit up without support. So you can kind of think of this like six months old, we're sitting with support. Two months later, we take the two hands away. So now we're sitting up without some of that support. Um, and of course, we're going to have a little bit of loss of balance within the sitting. So we're starting to kind of catch ourselves, which will start to develop some of those equilibrium and writing reactions here. Um, so we're starting to catch ourselves. I'm not going to get too much into reflexes because I just feel like that's a whole other podcast. But if you think about catching yourself when you're losing balance, you're starting to get some of that protective extension. So I just want you to use your therapeutic mind here when we're going through development because I don't want you to feel like you have to just remember these things from rote memory. You should really understand them. How is the body developing and what does that look like? If you can think of it that way, it just becomes so much easier because you're truly understanding development instead of just memorizing it. Also at eight months old, this is when you might get a little bit of kind of like belly crawling. So we're, we're starting to get this, this crawling movement, um, but maybe we're more so on our belly. At 10 months old, so 10 months old, just shy of a year, now we're starting to get into um, your knees a little bit more. So at three months old, we were at the neck. Six months old, we are at the chest. Uh, four to six months old, we are at the chest trunk. Six to eight months old, we are getting into the hips. And now at 10 months old, we're getting into the knees. At 10 months old, this is where you're going to start to see crawling on hands and knees. So think about 10 months old, 10 fingers, right? If you spread both hands out, we have 10 fingers. And you're using strength in those fingers, this new development of strength in the hips and the knees to really start to propel yourself 
forward in a crawling position. You might start to come up in this creeping position. So right, like the hips are starting to lift up. You're having more strength and you're kind of this bear-like walking creeping position. And you're going to start to, I say you as if it's you. I mean, hopefully at this point in time you're walking. Um, but the baby is going to start to stand up with support. So if you start to imagine this movement, right, of like we're crawling, the hips come up. You can see me, I'm like leaning on my desk, right? You're getting more strength in the upper body, more confidence in the lower body, and we're starting to stand up with support. And maybe we reach and we're, we're pulling up to stand. So this is when you, um, sometimes crawling is skipped because you're going right up to this cruising milestone of kind of navigating around using furniture. So you're you're up and you have your hands on the couch cushion and you're kind of starting to cruise around, um, but you're not yet walking independently. You're still kind of using those supports. So now we're at 12 months old, so we're a whole year old. Whole year, we're standing up without support. Think of like, I'm one years old and I'm standing up, not supported but we're beginning to walk with support. Um, also at one years old, we're holding on to things with one hand. So whereas before we kind of needed both hands to hold ourselves up, now we're starting to hold ourselves up with one hand. So we're kind of reaching maybe outside that, um, that, that center of balance here. And we're using one hand to walk with support. At 15 months old, now we're starting to walk without support. Um, this new CDC guidelines say that this really doesn't start to take place until about 18 months old here. So anywhere between 15 months old and 18 months old, we're beginning to walk without that support. We're starting to take steps on our own um, and really be more independent here. At about 18 months old also, so this is about one and a half years. So we're, we're walking without support. Maybe we're starting to climb. So we're climbing on and off chairs, couches, with a little bit of help. We're starting to climb upstairs a little bit. So we're feeling real confident in ourselves, right? We're, we're one and a half now. We're almost two and we're climbing and we're going, starting to crawl up the stairs trying to get up onto the couch. We're really becoming more mobile, mobile here. If it helps, you could even think about at 18 months old, this new like independence and moving around and starting to go up the stairs. It's kind of like when we turn 18, right? It's like we're 18 and watch me do these things and I'm more independent and I'm legally an adult. So if that connection helps, awesome. Then at two years old, so now we're two years old, we begin to um, run. <laughs> now it's more of a clumsy run, right, with some crashes, but we're, we're starting to build up speed, right? Think like we're, we're uh, 2.0 here. We're starting to build up speed. Maybe we start to kick the ball, um, jump with two feet. So I want you to think of things that have twos, right? Running, two legs together, kicking the ball, two feet together. Um, we're jumping with two, two feet together, right? We're jumping, but with those two feet together. 
around two years old, were also starting to walk up the stairs. Um, now, just a little note, going up the stairs is easier than coming down the stairs. So we're starting to walk up the stairs, but it's kind of this like two-step walk. So again, two years old, I need you to think in twos. Two steps. So it's like kind of, think of it like a bride walking down an, an aisle, right? A little step and the other foot comes up to meet it. So now you've got two feet on the same step. And that's how we're starting to get up the stairs. Okay, so now we're at 30 months old. Um, so two, about two and a half years old. And we're starting to take off loose clothing. So remember, it's a little bit easier uh, to doff clothing or take off clothing than it is to put it on. So we're starting to take off maybe like loose sweatpants, open jackets, um, maybe like loose fitting shoes or socks, easier items to take off. At three years old, we start to don some of those clothes. So at three years old, we start to put clothes on. So maybe you can think about this like three o'clock in the afternoon if you work in a school, maybe this is about the time you're getting home or um, it's like a weekend and you went out and you did things about three o'clock in the afternoon, you're coming home and maybe you wanna change your clothes. So two to three o'clock in the afternoon, you're changing your clothes. First, you have to take your clothes off then you can put your new clothes on. Um, also at three years old, we start to kind of balance a little bit better. Um, so we're getting a little bit of that balance. So this makes sense if we're putting clothes on, right? You have to kind of balance on one leg to get that foot into your pants. So we're balancing on one foot and we're also starting to walk up the stairs one foot at a time again because we're starting to develop that balance. Also at three years old, we start to ride a tricycle. This is an easy one to remember. Tricycle has three wheels. At three years old, we're starting to ride a tricycle. All right, so now we're getting into four years old. So it's a whole year later in development. Um, at four years old is when we start to walk down the stairs. Um, and this is also when we might start to catch a large ball. So maybe this is like a beach ball, um, like a lightweight, larger ball. We're starting to, to develop um, more of that coordinated movement and catching a large ball. Um, one thing that I just kind of jotted down is when I think of like a ball, I think of like play ball, right? Baseball. Um, baseball has four bases, home base, first, second, third. So your three main bases plus home base, four bases. We're catching a ball at four years old. All right. And now we're at five years old. Man, five years old, we've got a lot of great development here. All right, at five years old, I want you to think like we're outside and we're playing. So this is when you're going to see a lot of that, those play development milestones um, kind of come about at five years old. So now we've upgraded from the tricycle to a bicycle with or without training wheels, right? Some of this just has to do with exposure. But we're riding a bike. We're beginning to swim. We are hopping on one foot. So maybe we're outside and we're playing hopscotch and we're, we're starting to hop on one foot and skipping with alternating feet. Um, 
this is really where some of that fun development starts to come into play. Okay, so I was trying to think of how we can kind of take all this information and really remember it, right? It's kind of nice to hear a podcast and, okay, I went over it, I can see it, I can visualize it, and then a couple of weeks later when you're trying to pull from that memory, you're like, oh, what did she say again? Or what was that again? Right? And I, for me, instead of relying on repetition, repetition, I kind of like to visualize it and pair it with something um, kind of funny uh, to help me really remember it. So when I was looking at my notes and seeing the little pictures that I drew, I was like, okay, how am I really, like, how can we really remember this information? And so this is what I came up with. And I've, I've heard something similar to this before, so this isn't my own original idea. I've heard something similar to this, but I'm kind of adjusting it as needed. <laughs> so bear with me on this one. Um, I want you to imagine it's a Saturday or a Sunday morning. And you went out and you had fun with your friends last night. Maybe there were some adult beverages involved. Maybe you stayed up a little bit later, right? So we're going to look at development as if it's the time of day. Two to three o'clock in the morning or, you know, two to three months old. Maybe you're lifting your head up a little bit, trying to get comfortable. Um, you might be up on your tummy a little bit and moving your arms and your legs around. Then you go back to bed, right? Four to six o'clock in the morning, you might be rolling a little bit more, using your arms. Um, so maybe you're kind of reaching out for that glass of water or reaching and checking your phone, bringing your phone up to your body in, in like a midline position. Six o'clock in the morning, you're sitting up with a little bit of support, right? Um, and maybe kind of thinking about getting out of bed. Eight o'clock in the morning, so now we're at eight months old. Eight o'clock in the morning, you're really sitting up. You don't need so much support. Maybe you start to kind of crawl yourself out of bed um, and you might be losing your balance a little bit. So you're kind of catching yourself on the wall or um, along furniture as you go. 10 o'clock in the morning, you're really starting to kind of creep around the house. You're moving between laying down, sitting back up. You're standing with a little bit of support maybe. Um, and kind of cruising around the house using, you know, furniture to guide you. 12 o'clock, um, afternoon time, you're really standing without that support. Maybe you're kind of walking around the, the kitchen with support holding furniture um, with one hand. So kind of imagine you're starting to kind of fix yourself a meal, right? You, you, can, you can be a little bit more independent using one hand. So 15 months old, we're going to say that this is maybe, um, maybe 1 o'clock, a little after 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You're really starting to walk without the support. You're taking those steps on your own about... Um, 
2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're feeling a lot better, you're starting to kind of run around, and you're a little bit more active, maybe you go outside, join up with some friends, right, so you're walking up and down stairs, maybe you go to like a park and you're starting to kick a ball around or something, right, it's mid-afternoon, you're starting to feel a little bit better. 2.30 or two and a half years old, you come home, you decide you're going to take a shower, so you need to take your clothes off. Um, three o'clock in the afternoon, you're out of the shower, you're beginning to dress yourself, so three, you're putting those clothes back on. You start walking down the stairs one foot at a time. Four o'clock in the afternoon, you start doing more things around the house, right? You're using your hand, things like that. Five o'clock in the afternoon, you know, maybe at this time um, you want to go for like a bicycle ride or do something else, you know, before it's the end of the day. So that's kind of a nice sequence to help you see, okay, throughout the course of the day from, you know, two o'clock in the morning until five o'clock in the afternoon or you know, throughout the, that course of development, two to three months old to five, five years old, kind of what is that looking at? What is that rhythm? What is that development? So that was just kind of one way that I, um, I thought would make it easier to kind of go back through those development and kind of pair it with something that maybe you're familiar with um, to help you remember it a little bit more. So that's what I have for gross motor development. I hope that that was helpful, kind of understanding it from um, the developmental standpoint and, and why these skills are starting to take place and why we're seeing certain gross motor movements instead of just memorizing what comes at what age. Because when you can really start to understand the purpose behind these movements and why they're starting to develop based on body mechanics, it just makes understanding development a lot easier and also kind of seeing maybe where some developmental challenges are occurring. It, it makes that easier and we can, we can look at it more from that clinical mindset than just having memorized things. And I think that's really what's going to kind of separate you apart from some other people is having that really great clinical thought process and true understanding of development rather than just having memorized some things in a chart so you can pass your board exam and then hoping those things stay in your memory years later. Um, so kudos for you for listening to this podcast and kind of, you know, really starting to to want to understand at a deeper level that development and really valuing your education. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be getting into fine motor development. So this is really our time to shine as, as OTs, right? Like fine motor is our, it's our bread and butter. This is, this is what we're specialized in. When people think fine motor skills, they think OTs. So looking kind of at fine motor development, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I'm going to break it down for you, uh, maybe a little bit better than I did gross motor, and it's going to be a multiple episode, um, multiple episodes I'll release on fine motor development. I'll break it down into different skill sets like grasping and drawing, um, that sort of stuff so that you can compartmentalize that information and then pull it all together.
If you are liking these podcast episodes so far, please let me know on Instagram. It's at OT underscore with underscore Marissa. And leave me an Apple podcast review um, or a Spotify podcast review if you're listening to this on Spotify. I'm I'm an Apple podcast person. And Spotify is like my music, um, my my place to go listen to music. So I've, I've got to familiarize myself more with the Spotify podcast um, features and, and what that looks like. But please let me know if you like these longer episodes or um, like kind of like the shorter ones like I have today. If I can break them down into shorter episodes and you'd rather have that or if you'd rather just have all the information at you at once in one podcast. Let me know. I also realized that in some of my podcasts, the volume is really is really quiet. Um, I've noticed that like if I'm doing something around the store or something like that and, and it's and it's busy and I'm re-listening to an episode of the podcast that I've done, I, I re-listen to them so that I can get better. I'll have to crank my volume on my phone up pretty high. I'm working on it. I'm new to this. It's a learning curve. I did just order a microphone to record these podcasts and um, some little extra equipment to help mute out some of the extra, uh, extraneous sounds. So my goal is that it just keeps getting better and any feedback that you have, positive, negative, constructive, whatever it is, I, I welcome it all. All right, you guys. Uh, oh, your positive affirmation. I think going along with our gross motor development today and also me trying to get better at this podcasting thing, today's affirmation is I walk before I can run. I think so many times we see that destination where we want to be and we forget that a baby has to lift its head up and then maybe start to crawl and then stand and fall and then become um, more mobile and walking before it really starts to run. And never in development does a baby kind of give up, you know, never does a baby in development decide, well, you know, my, my older brother's running or, you know, my, my friend at daycare, they can walk, but I'm still crawling. So I'm just not there yet. It's never going to happen for me. They keep going. And even if they're a little bit later in development, then, you know, maybe they need a little bit of extra support from a PT or an OT or whoever, um, they're going to get there. And that's what I want you to think too, is I walk before I can run. Whatever your journey you're on, be in the journey and realize you'll get there when on your own timing and just take one step at a time. All right. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening. As a reminder, this podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the potential need for skilled and individualized therapeutic services. Please consult your pediatrician or occupational therapist for specific questions about your child. Similarly, these are my personal and professional views and opinions. If something I say does not feel right to you or is different from what you have learned, please follow your own intuition and learning quest. And remember, science and language are always changing and growing. I will try my best to stay as up-to-date as possible, but I myself am always learning. If you have any follow-up questions or requests for future podcasts, 
feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram at ot underscore with underscore Marissa. See you soon.